You can probably tell by the title of this episode that there's some explicit language involved. So you might want to take that into consideration before pressing play. All right, you buckled up. Let's go. Women talking about what happens to them or what our roles are in these sexual interactions is it more important, more appealing, more attractive. It's just more fun than how men describe it. It's like, for it's just not sexy, as I've said so many times, like the shit is not sexy when dudes talk about it. It's low key gross. Um, it's rapey. It's just assaulty. It's not a good time. It's the Almanac of Rap Show. I got opinions and they all factual. No news, just information that you won't be able to use unless you're at a dinner party trying to impress who's in attendance with endless tidbits of nonsense. We're gonna have a good time, I promise. You two rabbit holes, ready deep dives, pulling out old interviews from the archives. Styles, fads, trends, all of that. It's the almanac of rap. Welcome to the Almanac of Rap, a show that's honestly more of a blog than a podcast. I'm your host, Don Will, and today's episode is all about pussy rap and the ever-changing conversation about the Billboard streaming charts. It's a pretty hefty topic, so I called up DJ Tara to lend a bit of perspective. She's a Brooklyn-based DJ and event promoter who's rocked crowds locally, internationally, and even on TV at the 93rd Oscar Awards. All right, let's get into it. The views and opinions expressed by Don Will are his own. The research he did was limited to whatever YouTube videos he could find to help make his point. No one but you can be held liable for choosing to accept anything he says as a fact. I am John Hodgman, and I don't approve this message. This year marks the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. And in the face of the culture literally proving its lasting power, the prevailing conversation seems to be about how it's not performing well on the charts. For every article and event celebrating hip-hop's half-century milestone, there's a talking head saying that hip-hop feels boring or uninspired, and even going as far as saying that it's dead. So there's been a lot of chatter throughout the blogs, throughout the industry, and I'm seeing people say how hip-hop is dead. If you're a fan of hip-hop, let me ask you a question. Are you bored? Ebro, a radio host and a voice within hip-hop, he put a very interesting tweet up. I got a call saying it should be noted many major record labels have deprioritized signing rappers. Y'all, it's official. One of the most influential genres to have ever been created is dying. The focus is now African music and Latin music. Does it feel like you've been hearing the same song over and over again for years now? Like nothing in hip-hop has changed? Rappers better stop being boring and talking about the same shit over and over. Dang, is hip hop really dead? Do people just are people just over hip hop, or is it like statistically dying? Again, because they've said that before. In two thousand and six, Nas even made a song about it. problem seems exclusive to people whose hip-hop diet is mainstream music because they're usually the only ones concerned with charts for the first two episodes of this season i talk about hip house and jersey club two dance forward styles of rap the thing that led me to even exploring those topics was wondering where did the dancing go are we even having fun anymore 
The guys seem to be all drilling or drugging or depressed, and the tempos they've chosen to live in are very low vibrational. Cincinnati rapper Lantana summed it up really nicely in this clip he posted to his Instagram account. Hey man, y'all know why the vibe be so off in some of the black clubs, man. We really be in there trying to have a good time listening to 30 straight serial killer songs. These young mad ass niggas talk about hitting somebody with a switch. Man, 30 clip, slide, slide, slide. Man, how's we partying trying to have a good time listening to murder music? This shit is psychopath shit, for real. Like, I mean, indeed, we got to start switching it up, man. And something got to change because that shit is really like, it blow my mind. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Nah. It's not just you. And if it's not the content, it's the literal BPMs, like the actual tempo of the music. Sometimes the BPMs are upwards of 100, but even if the BPMs are like in the 140 range, the drum patterns make it feel like it's 70. And you can't two-step to 70 BPMs. I mean, you could slow dance, but you look absolutely crazy slow dancing to trap music. The erasure of slow dancing at parties is a whole other topic, one that makes me depressed. This is what makes Jersey Club feel so electric because it actually lives in that upper 100 BPM space and it's made for dancing. The same thing can be said about hip house and the hip house adjacent music that we don't call hip house anymore. It's built to move bodies and that can also be said about pussy rap. If you haven't heard of pussy rap, it's a subgenre category for a style of rap that the ladies have been doing for a while now. OKPlayer.com and PopSugar both have pretty thorough articles about it. The PopSugar article explains that women rappers are simply continuing a long and strong tradition of black women loudly reclaiming their own sexuality. The article goes on to explain that it has roots reaching as far back as Ma Rainey. I always thought I was so revolutionary coming out and then you hear Ma Rainey saying, I went out last night with some of my friends. Must have been women's cause I don't like no man's. Come on, this was not popular stuff to be singing back then or stuff that they even talked about. Lucille Bogan. Say, I fucked all night and all the night before, baby. And I feel just like I want to fuck some more. Oh, great God, daddy, grind me, honey, and shave me dry. And when you hear me holler, baby, I want you to shave me dry. Betty Davis. And Millie Jackson. When you're going with a married man, he can come over two or three times and we can give you a little bit. That means you're two up on the wife already, because once you marry one, you don't get it but once a week. Another sweet thing is. And includes a lot of iconic rap acts like Salt and Pepper, Lil' Kim, Trina, and several others. So while the dudes seem to be experiencing this mid-century crisis, the ladies are living it up and having an absolute blast. 
They're also talking about sex a lot, but since when does hip-hop blush at explicit lyrics or taboo topics? I mean, yeah, we've never had this volume and variation of sex talk before, but we've also never had this volume and variation of women killing it before. We're used to hearing pillow talk only coming from one side of the bed, and personally, I think it's kind of refreshing to hear women talk about their pussies instead of hearing men talking about women's pussies. Okay, I th- I'm still listening, but you love to say pussy, which is great. I appreciate that you like to say pussy. You were saying- <laughs> That's DJ Tara. She's a DJ and event promoter by night who works in city planning by day and someone whose opinion and taste level I greatly trust. I ran a draft of this piece past her to make sure I didn't sound crazy because while well-intentioned, I'm just another man discussing women in the absence of any women. She let me know that my point needed more clarification. Like women are talking about their pussies and pussy rap, but that's not really like the main thing. I guess it's just overall this idea of like empowerment and 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 ownership. Cause it's also more about, at least to me anyway, this idea that like women talking about what happens to them or what our roles are in these sexual interactions is more important, more appealing, more attractive. It's just more fun than how men describe it. It's like for, it's just not sexy. As I've said so many times, like the shit is not sexy when dudes talk about it. It's low key gross. Um, It's rapey. It's just a salty. It's not a good time. But for women, it's like more fun and also more, um, uh, God, I can't think of the word. I said ownership, but I guess it is like uh, more of this idea of like this is we have a say in what we do with our bodies, how we talk about our bodies. The word she was trying to think of was autonomy. And I know this because she texted it to me right after sending that voice note. The first draft also had this part about how women who make music in contrast to pussy rap don't have a catchy subgenre name. But the thing is, they just rap like everybody else like we have quirky male MCs what would we call them what it, like what genre do we call that i understand like there's still not a catchy phrase for whatever they might do either but they don't have to have that characterization so that's kind of my other thing too if you're going to make that point it's yeah i don't know i feel like that's that's kind of almost saying you know women rappers have to have a genre or a clear characterization or clear identification when male MCs don't. And that's part of the problem. The othering of women is so deeply embedded that half of the time we do it, we don't even know that we're doing it. So undoing it can get sticky, especially when it comes to music and art where identity is a key component. Basically, women rapping is not a subgenre of rap. I get the value of grouping things for organization or comparison, but we should let gender play the background when it's time to compare catalogs. Like women in hip hop and women MCs are already ghettoized. Like it's already like female rap, female rappers, female DJs. Then it's like, okay, well of these female MCs who got bars, all I can think about is going to rap shows and or even people going to donuts and going up to the women talking about what you know about Dilla like nigga just fucking chill out donuts is short for donuts are forever an annual Jay Dilla tribute show that Tara and her crew rare form have been putting together for close to 20 years now 
oh my God, let me get into this. Um, as much as we want to act like, you know, yeah, back in the day it was all salt and pepper MC like Queen Latifah, there's always been a historically an othering. They were othered as well to some degree, maybe not to the obvious degree today, because I feel like back then hip hop was kind of already in an, was it an aggregate and everyone tended to stick together. Um, you know, people like, you know, people with, you know, NWA and De La Soul and A Tribe Called Quest would be like on the same hip hop bill today. That would be like practically unheard of unless it was like a rock the bell situation. Um, we have all these women that are not doing sex specific rap but nobody's really talking about them or when they are talking about them they're using them to pit them against the women who are pussy rappers and then meanwhile like megan wasn't megan was spitting she was doing freestyles and spitting her ass off and motherfuckers weren't really like championing her like that also like she gotta get, make money also she want to talk about her but she could talk about her pussy but she also talks about other things like, let's not, her last album, she talked about mental illness, things of that sort. Nobody was lauding her for that. I know that there's also the Tori Lanez bullshit too, but yeah, I'm rambling now. Rambling? Nah, more like spitting. The point that I was clumsily getting at is that in order to break through in the male-dominated hip-hop landscape, women used to need some level of male affiliation for visibility. And since there's no longer a need to be billed as the first lady of a majority male crew, the floodgates are wide open and has given us artists like Tierra Whack. Why would you leave when you know that I needed you? He think he know me, he read Wikipedia. Please don't believe everything in the media. Feeding your folks and they better get greedy. You're washing your hand, I'm working at Delhi. He wanted me like a deli. I told him it come with a precious like Kelly. I'm dangerous just like a brim on a skelly. I get my ego on, I feel like Nelly. I come from Philly, I'm making like Shelly. If I'm in a jam, I never get jelly. When I got arrested, y'all ain't a surprise. When I had them buzzed ever since I was nine, I was never arrested. The news is just lying. Amazon, this is like me and my prime. Yeah. <laughs> Little Sims. What's next? We'll be here for months talking about prospects. Staying on my job, yes, sir. When rain is against her, I'm river resistant on my polyester. Run through the jungle, they should have never let her. Cut some wounds, I hope never will fester. Mm. And the girl code. Put your hands in the air, it's a stick up, stick up. I'm a bad bitch, so that should make it quicker. I got the Glock on my hip, you'll get hit up, hit up. What the fuck is doing that? Take a pick up, big up. Give me the L double O T loop. I'm coming for the money, so just come up with your juice. That mean I got the juice now, like a prune now. And if a nigga try to shit, then the bigger coming. And if a nigga give me head, then the bigger coming. Y'all see the big double jack, that mean the bigger But let's circle back to the first topic of how rap is uninspired or boring or even dying. I feel like it's a conversation that I see being led by men. And I'm probably painting with the broad brush here because I can only do so much research, but it seems like a source of the criticism is that ladies have a dominant voice now, and some guys just feel weird about singing along to the songs. And as far as the charts go, full disclosure, I rarely pay attention to charts. I, I honestly don't care about what does or doesn't chart. The fact that pussy rap is more popular than ever at the same time as rap not cracking the billboard charts or whatever tells me one thing. A lot of y'all don't really rock with black women like that. It's something that black women have been saying for a while now. Shout out to Melanie Charles and her album title Y'all Don't Really Care About Black Women. Go listen to it. But we don't listen to them. And now it seems that we've graduated to not listening to their music. I just find it kind of odd that while women are visibly killing the game, this conversation about hip hop not charting or being boring or what the fuck ever 
is concurrently happening. I do know one thing though, pussy rap is definitely moving the party. As a DJ, my rule is get the ladies on the floor and the dudes will follow. And while standing in a club throwing up rap hands with your boys seems like a good time, seeing ladies throwing that ass in a circle is arguably a better time. And when you factor in that a large segment of the hip hop audience is white dudes, it starts to make even more sense. Uh, I don't have any data to support the demographics of people who stream hip hop. It's just the general vibe that I get when I see largely white festival crowds or US census data or election results. How did we get to elections? Because it's all connected. In the words of Beyonce, America has a problem. Several problems actually. And one that it has in common with hip hop is gender. Not to mention the gender spectrum because hip hop is just learning how to grasp the gender binary. Rap also doesn't want to deal with its history of sexual violence, which is weird because rap seems to be pretty good at separating the art from the artist when it wants to. This is a little sensitive. Do you still listen to Kanye? No, you gave you gave him up. That makes sense. I mean, I like yeah, that's the, isn't it tough? He's got bangers. He's got bangers, right? That's why I'm like, I still listen to Kanye, but if like, if Adam Levine said that shit, we'd execute him in Times Square. From Wendy Williams' gay rapper witch hunts to Russell Simmons fleeing sexual abuse allegations, yeah, hip hop has some serious problems indeed. It's a male-dominated game where the N-word, the B-word, and the F-word all coexisted in chaotic peace under the guise of locker room talk. But I digress. As the old saying goes, only boring people get bored. And that applies to rap fans too. If you're bored, you probably just aren't looking hard enough or you're looking in the wrong places. The spaces that we hear new music in, both mental and physical, is also important. How are you even experiencing the music you listen to? Are you skimming while you're on social media? Playing it off of your speakerphone? Are you even actually in the mood to hear new music? Or is it just more content that you're being served? If you feel like you're bored with rap, my advice to you is that you might need to retrain your algorithm or ditch it all together. Go play a record or some other form of physical media. Go see a live show and watch the opener, even if you don't know who they are. Talk to the artists selling their own merch. Find a way to struggle with the art that you say you love, because that's where you'll learn more about why you love it. Once again, Thank you to our guest and episode consultant, DJ Tara, for stopping by. If you want to hear her mix, she hosts two online radio shows, Upbeat on Soho Radio and Miscellaneous on The Lot Radio. I'll have a link to those in the show notes. The Almanac of Rap is produced by Working Creative. This episode was written and hosted by me, Don Will, with a bit of help from our guest, Tara Duvivier. The music was provided by Von P. of Tanya Morgan. As for the post credits, there are none this week because I don't even know if you guys are listening this far into the episode, but you can always drop me a line on the Almanac of Raps Instagram page to let me know that you miss it. See you guys next time on the Almanac of Rap. Stay whimsical.